0: How's it going, everybody? Austin Wiggins here, your host for Off the Cuff. And today, we have an excellent episode. I'm super excited because I'm meeting with a dear friend of mine, Adam Colston. And he is, yet again, one of the people on my short list that I've I've wanted to have on this podcast since the inception of it. And we've known each other a very long time. And he has a very interesting uh, perspective on life, one that's a very rare one, because he is a pastor and a barber. And he started out as a barber. And he started um, a church plant about seven years ago, and he had he was a barber for, for many years before that. So he's had this incredible opportunity to meet and talk with people, uh, you know, thousands of people over the course of his career as a, as a barber. But then he carried that over into church planting and his leadership abilities and just his ability to connect with people. Um, so I was very interested to talk with Adam because of his background and his perspective and also just talking about what, you know, when you think about barbers, they're basically your therapist, you know, and I was like, that's an interesting, uh, subject I wanted to touch on. And we talk about that. But we also talk about our friendship and how we met, of course, and uh, there's a really funny way that we first kind of came into, uh, he came into my network, and uh, <laughs> I'm excited to, for him to share that about, uh, and I put, the, I, you, you, might, you might have read it in the podcast description, but it is no longer even available on the internet, so, uh, but he'll tell you all about that. So, without further ado, here's my friend, Adam. <laughs>
1: Brother, where are we at? We are at the
0: Plaza Barbershop in Rome, Georgia. Rome, Georgia. So we are at a barbershop. This is the Plaza Barbershop where my friend Adam Colston, who I've got with me today, is. So
1: you've had this barbershop for how many years? 20 years this month. 20 years. So I was 10 years old and you were. I was Wait, 20, so 20 20. I, so yeah, so I bought the shop when I was 20, and that was on June the second, and my birthday's actually on July the second. So I was 20 for one month before my 21st birthday, and so I am almost 41 years old, my friend. There you go. Which is so crazy because when I when I met you, I was
0: still in high school. I was 18 or so, 17 maybe. You were 27, 28 at that
1: point. So we've kind of somewhat grown up together a little bit in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was definitely a grown man at that point, and you weren't. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we've seen a lot of growing pains together. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like you really don't even begin, you'll practically barely begin
0: adulthood to 22 or to 23, 24 nowadays. It's like, it's almost like...
1: Yeah, I'm glad you said the nowadays thing, because yeah. I've had that conversation in here with folks, because, you know, I know we're all on different spectrums and we, we all do different things in life at different ages. Um, but I'm so glad you said that, dude, because uh, recently I was I was talking with some folks in here and I was talking about how we don't grow up in a lot of ways early enough. Yeah. And um, anyway, I, I had a dad push back on me because I was kind of talking about people getting married younger. and He, he was like, slow down, Turbo. And uh, it, it was pretty hilarious. But um, anyway, so that's funny that you
0: mentioned that. Well, and, and I love this, and this podcast is one of the things is I've talked to people of many generations, well, not many, but several generations, and it's just, it's amazing to see the different perspectives, and I've met with youth pastors, and I've met with pastors, and I've met with, um, you know, CEOs that have, you know, that lead people of, you know, of all generations, basically, within the, still in the working space, um, and it's just, it's amazing to see the, the evolution of, with with social media, and just i don't know if it's technology if it's that we're i've heard the phrase you grow up fast when you grow up poor and most people in this country, even though some of us might think we're poor, most of us in this country are not are so far from poor, it's ridiculous.
1: Oh, for sure, because if you make more than $35,000 a year, which I would assume is the majority of your listeners, um, a mature, professional you know, audience that you have, I, I, if you make more than $35,000 a year and you live in the United States of America, you're in the top 10% of the richest people on planet Earth. So, yes, what you said is very true, yeah, so I think that's part of what that is,
0: and, and not to I mean not to necessarily have opinion on that, but it's it's, it's something it's an observation it's something that i I've, I've observed and um but I, let me before we get too deep into all that, I want to say who like I love this I, I've been wanting to meet with you for so long because I know we both have really crazy schedules and whatnot, and we'll get into why your schedule's so crazy but so we met because I was in high school, you would approach me, so first of all, tell the tell the <laughs> listener, what a bizarre
1: first yeah. encounter so how did we meet first yeah man so so years ago uh i'm the guy that thinks he's funny but i'm probably not always and so i decided um one one uh, day that i was going to do some youtube videos and it kind of accidentally started and i called myself pine cone and uh, i ended up turning this into hunting with pine cone uh i'm a southern boy live on a big farm and um, my dad's a chicken farmer. And so I started doing these videos uh, one Thanksgiving. My father-in-law was with me. We go out on the farm and, and we're uh, we're hunting and uh, we're in separate deer stands. So I didn't see any deer early that morning, which this is a funny conversation because I'm really not even a big, I'm a big outdoorsman, but I like my chainsaw more than I do hunting. You know, I'm I'm always outside. But anyhow, so I'm not a big, huge hunter, but I was trying to be then. And uh, I, just, I took a Sony camcorder or whatever they were called, and uh, you could like flip the screen around and, and film yourself. And I, I made this video um, of myself hunting, and I was given hunting advice. And I, of course, I called it a hunting comedy. And um, it, went, uh, it went pretty good. I, I, I got excited about it. I did everything that you should do hunting. I gave the opposite advice. It was hideous. It was ridiculous. And then I got out of the deer stand real early because I got bored. And I went and I showed my mom the video, played it on the little camcorder. And she was dying laughing and she knows nothing about hunting. So I ended up putting it on YouTube and uh, ended up getting about 12,000 views on that guy, on that video right there. And so that's why I reached out to you. I met you through Battles, Uh, Zach Battles, our buddy. And um, who, who, by the way, I'm getting he's coming on the show. Perfect. Yes, we perfect. are. I'm getting him on the show. We just Do not let him good. talk about Pinecone. Oh. Um, but anyway, so, man, <laughs> what ended up happening with that is I got with you because back then DVDs were a thing. And my dream was to come out with a DVD with with that uh, character. But as you know, I ended up killing him off when I, you know, took a next step in my life.
0: Yes, so, but that was a, such an in, interesting, and that was like one of the first things, I was like right when I was starting my quasi-professional career, because at that point I yep. was just about to graduate, and I was already doing some internships and stuff like that, so that was an interesting <laughs> interesting journey into the dip, first dip, one of my first dips as a professional, where this gentleman, a ran you know, random person at that time, was like one wanted to turn this funny character as a, you know, I don't even know
1: southern gun-toting hunting. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was quite ridiculous. But look, fanatic. so the funnest part is i had a i had a um Geo Metro, a little four-door car that uh they made that car with a three-cylinder and a four-cylinder i had the hot rod i had the four-cylinder it was a five-speed manual shift it was like a go-kart literally the funnest car i've ever driven i camoed that bad boy including some lime green and i had my website huntingwithpinecone.com, which doesn't exist you can't find my videos on youtube anymore or anything but um Anyway, so so that car, I paid 200 bucks for it. Drove it for two and a half years and sold it for 300. Wow. It was my daily driver, dude. 38 miles a gallon. It was just ridiculous. I mean, at that point economically that's probably better than a tesla it was I mean, phenomenal I mean, at that point it was phenomenal basically. but i but i knew i knew i probably went too far with my character in the name of humor when i did an episode where i was tr- i wanted to pee in my pants and so i was trying to rig up some bottle contraption on, on my back and do some kind of tube or something and and just be talking like normal um and, and, you know, flip the valve or whatever and make it give the illusion that I peed in my pants. So I never could figure that out. So I drank a ton of water. Well, you're nothing short of an engineer. It worked out. It worked out.
0: <laughs> I didn't even, okay, so that's news to me. But. Yeah, there you go. You're welcome. So, well, very cool. So, yeah, so that was kind of how we first met. And we, you you know, again, the podcast is about really my network and my love of storytelling and my love of hearing other people's stories and giving other people the opportunity to just share their story. And, uh, you know, you're one of the, in the top top list of people I've been wanting to talk to since I first started this podcast. Mm-hmm. I've been, you know, blessed and fortunate enough to meet with, had several people on the show that I've never known before, you know, mm-hmm. including a private investigator. I've had a, you know, a CEO of a bank at this point. Um, and a couple more that I just completely met in this journey, which is great. But it's nice to have somebody on who I have known and, and many people that I have known for many, many years. So appreciate you for coming on the show. And, I, and literally I walked in the door and he says, what are we talking about? I said, the best part, what's great about this podcast is I don't know. And that's what's great about it. Yep. <laughs> so, but, I, you know, um, definitely one of the things that we've always had in common. well, I guess before we get to that part, what, one of the things that when people think of Adam Colston, especially in this area, and this podcast is targeted towards a more national audience, it's not just local, but, um, you know, we are in Rome and most of my people that has been on the show are from Rome or have had some from the Alabama area, which where I lived for about five years. So... One of the things that people think about you is you're kind of like the uh, you know we were even talking about how people kind of think you is like the, the barbershop preacher, you know because you actually one of the definitely one of the things I want to touch on is that you you know tr- with church plant you planted the church mm-hmm. here a local church here how long ago has that been seven years seven years ago um, and then I was actually a part of that um, brief for a brief stint in that early early planting phase sure. so I want to talk about that um, and just one thing that's amazing about barbers. And this is just the world. This is, I mean, well, at least the country. I don't know about the world. But at least in the in, in United States culture, your barber is kind of like your, for better or worse, they're your therapist, basically, right? Mm-hmm. You know, whether, you know, you want to get into the business to just cut hair and make people look good, you can't get out of, they're going to talk to you about their dog dying, their marriage, their divorce, their, their knee, their brother broke their leg. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just going to talk to you. So you basically become, which is one of the reasons... I'm so excited to talk to you is because you kind of have heard how many stories would you say a billion at this point oh gotta be in, yeah in 20 years of being a barber mm-hmm. how many stories you've heard and what an incredible journey that is and most people don't think about it You're like oh well you know you just cut hair I mean even though that's can be a very very fulfilling very um life-fulfilling profession and, and and no doubt about that but like just the stories that you've encountered I don't think a lot of people think about that sit down long enough to think about it so like what do you have to say about that? When you first went
1: into barber school or whatever it is, did you even think about that? Is that something you thought about? I, I really didn't, and, and I couldn't have imagined the phenomenal relationships that have built. Um, to this day, some of my closest friends I met through being their barber, and it's it's been amazing how that has grown. So I've done a lot of first haircuts, and I've done a lot of last haircuts, and anything in between. I've had... Um, you know, uh, a gentleman whose um, daughter was seriously, seriously injured in a, a DUI crash. She was not the one that, was, that had the DUI, but uh, very near-death uh, situations um, have come up multiple times. Um, weddings, funerals, I mean, you know, the list goes on. Um, uh, even to the point of having to go to some of my uh, and and choosing to go to some of my clients' homes in their last weeks and months, and and uh, sadly meeting some of them at the funeral home to, to do their hair back in the back. Um, so it's it's been quite a journey. But you you hear all kinds of stuff. But the one you you asked me about that when I was in school. So Crystal and I met uh, in hair school. Crystal's my wife, and, and we met in a hair school down toward Atlanta, and. Um, One thing they taught us in school was to never talk about politics or religion. And you know, I'm typically not super politically correct. And I've applied that for 20 years in my barbershop. Um, and it's, it's been a cool journey because I have a lot of clients that think way differently than, than myself. I have some Muslim clients, some Hindu clients, some atheist clients, and I am a very outspoken Christian. And so I never took that advice to not talk about Jesus. And so I know how our climate is in our culture today. But my belief is that we can still, if we do it the right way, have conversations with people that we disagree with and even be friends with. Right. And so that's that's been um, that's been a huge learning thing for me over the, the 20 years as far as, you know, how to communicate with people and, and things like that. And I'm certainly no expert at it, um, but it's it's fun. And like you, I enjoy being a people person. Yeah. And I mean, you have to be, I mean, I, I would swallow you up whole
0: if you weren't, if you got into this and expected to basically just do the hair of mannequins because you're not, you know, you're not, you know, these people, they have stories, they yeah. have emotions and they, and sometimes I would imagine you might be the only person, cause this isn't a, I mean, anybody can basically walk up in here and get a haircut. I mean, it's not like you, you know, like more or less. Yeah. Um, so like, it's not like you might be the only person that some of these people folks over these years
1: have in their life to talk to? Yeah, I have a gentleman that comes in super early. I open, I'm only here three days a week now because of the job at church as well. So I'm bivocational pastor, but I have a gentleman that uh, I open at um, uh, three days a week and uh, he comes super early because you know his mom lives with him he's a single guy he's in his 60s and he comes early because he's caretaker of his mom and um i i think that fits for him he doesn't have a lot of conversation away from his mom who's got dementia i'm always concerned though like what if she does wake up before he gets back home oh god so needless to say i try to get him out of here in a hurry yeah so what's some of the, and, and I could literally, t- I'm going to be very selective
0: because I could literally talk about, talk on this subject for probably three hours, just straight the journey of a, pa- of a yeah. barber. And it's actually, I, I just noticed something on what, you have a, you have a wall full of license plates as part of your de- decor. Mm-hmm. And one of the license plates looks like, see the one there on the right, that's Georgia. It says, it looks like it says 537. You see that? Oh uh, man, I, I can't. Right by the clock, sideways to the right of the clock. Okay. Under, behind the pipe. See, it looks like it says 537. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, I see it. That's actually, like, that is weird. I've never noticed that. 537, people that know me, like, that's my weird, like, that number follows me around everywhere. Oh, well, I'll give you the tag. I, would
1: you give me that tag? Yes, I'll give you the tag. I'm going to take it down right now. That number, if that says 537. Of course, it's stuck, so we may have to wait. Get that thing down. All right, I'm going to just climb on this chair. Do it. And if I, if I get injured, it's on you, bro. That's all right. I'm insured. It's literally behind a pipe right now. This is uh, not working the way I want it he to. tried
0: to pull his license plate. This
1: is not working. <laughs> okay, so this pipe. Oh, got it, we got go. it. There we go. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It almost says 537 hike. So, seriously, and I'm going to
0: take a picture of this for our social media. Dude, thank you so much. Literally, this number, I've and I have seen this number in so many places, I could I could do a whole episode of this podcast about five three seven. I have seen it in so many well, random places. Well, do it. Places. Maybe I will. Not today. I'll Should save number. that for a bonus content because I, like I have like a uh, in the moment series where it's like short episodes. I might seriously do that. But seriously, I'm gonna take a picture of this. What are the odds of that? And it's December, which is my birthday.
1: Oh, December is my birth month. Okay, this is that's good. What is, about it's from the year ninety eight? So what? What uh, what what happened in 98?
0: 98. ninety eight ninety eight Let's see. Hmm. Let me think about that. Nothing pops out of my mind at this point. But that's Georgia on my mind. I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna frame that. Do it. But so and that's one thing I love about this podcast. Literally stuff like that when it happened. Awesome. I just let it roll. I love it. But we're off the cuff, baby. Off the cuff. So so before we're, <laughs> so we're talking about okay. So I could talk about the barbershop, shop. You know the journey of barber. But what is what would you say? When somebody asks you, you know, why do you wake up every day? Like, what are some of the things, like, what is the one thing about your career as a barber that you're like, sometimes you just sort of stop in your tracks and you just introspectively think, you're, um, you're like, man, I couldn't do this in any other walk of life. Like, like it just kind of takes you back, back sometimes. It's like, if I was doing anything else in any other place that this, this would not have happened, or I would not have had this opportunity. What's some of the stuff?
1: Well, one that I say often uh, when people are asking me about being bivocational is I'm like, look, there's. I don't know another career that had I been doing it when we planted the church that I could have just dropped today and and you know kept working and so oddly enough even though i dropped a day what happened when i went from four days to three days is i just get fewer breaks during the day so it's a ten and a half hour day and uh you know it's uh it's it's a long day for sure because you're standing in one spot so what happened is i just don't get as many breaks so my point with saying that is the money's good um, so it's been a great great phenomenal career for us and Crystal and I have two daughters so it's been uh, it's been our it's been stable um, for a very long time even though I've had all these crazy goofy other ideas that we've pursued here and there uh, this has uh, it's it's just really been a a stable thing um it's a trade so there's the rise of the trades again right now i think a lot of people are realizing you know college is important for certain jobs but if i don't but if i don't have to have it they're realizing this might be a waste for me and so maybe they're considering trades um and i for me it's 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 been it's been amazing
0: well and that's something i talk with i mean i could talk about that forever too is like how my generation especially was, I, would, I don't wanna say lied to, I don't think the intentions were bad, but really put in a bad state because growing up, everybody's like, go to college, you'll get a good job. Go to college, you'll get a good job. And it's like, I think it enabled this sort of, or sort of, i not enabled, but harbored this kind of checkbox mentality. If I go to class, if I check these boxes, if I get that piece of paper, then once I'm hit that finish line of college graduation, the world's going to open up and I'm just going to be able to sit back and relax, collect a paycheck and wait for my grand day of retirement and sail off into the sunset. It's a lie. Yeah. And that is, I don't believe it was t- intentional, but for whatever reason, and again, I, I could talk for hours about that. I don't want to go down that path, but that is something that I talk with a lot of people in my life. They're like educators and people that see the education industry, as it were. And it's just like, it's so, it's so sad how many people, especially my generation, who are so far so deep in, in college um
1: and to uh student loans that they can't do anything exactly they, i mean you got get a house there's to get. there's situations where somebody owes two hundred thousand bucks on a student loan and they they're making you know, with, the, with the, the dream job that they had in mind does not pay enough to justify that expense of yes. the education that they took on. Yeah, because they weren't taught, people my age, people, you know, my generation, they weren't
0: taught of like, okay, thinking about how to be a, um, like understanding money and balancing and how to be successful and what that path looks like for you rather than just, hey, you want to be successful? Just pick a college, go there, have fun for four years, get a degree and you're set. And yeah. it just is such a more deep mentality, much a deep, much a such a uh, a deeper concept than that. And it's just anyway, I don't want to go down that path because I could talk for hours about that too. But. Um,
1: well, let me interrupt you real quick. Oh, yeah. I know he's about to ask something else, but oh, yeah. you you mentioned earlier on like the, the networking. So a lot of people just say, well, I'm going to college for the network and, you know, you meet this person, that person and all that. So for me, I'm I'm not a huge fan of of the term networking. I understand what it is, but like um, I didn't um, I'm not pursuing relationships for what they have to offer me. I'm pursuing relationships that the Lord just naturally puts in front of me. So that's what's been cool about the barbershop. Yeah. Trying to tie all that back together is we. I've got some some relationships in this barbershop that are that are eternal relationships now. But um, they, it wasn't from an effort of trying to pursue somebody. Oh, I'm going to talk to him because he does blank job. It was literally just however God uh lined up the the situation and and anyway uh that was probably a yeah go ahead
0: well no and i I hear what you're saying there because and i will say this and i've talked to actually talked to uh, the chiropractor i had on the show we talked about networking and when i say networking there's two kinds of networking there's networking what you're talking about which is the unhealthy kind which is where you you're just meeting people to see how you can use people in your network to like as tools basically that's right that's right and that's not it all when I my definition of network, I feel like there's two sides of it. There's yeah. healthy relationship yes. networking and then there's shallow
1: manipulation. I'm going to use you for my advantage network. That's right. And you're phenomenal at the relationships. No question about it. I mean, that's one thing I've admired about you um, and the the way that you do in your industry. In your world, with, with your media company, the way you're able to connect with the customer. Like, I mean, even me and you, when we've dabbled with some projects here and there, and then we've done some serious ones when you've done some videos for us at church. Um, if it's serious or if it's just me trying to do something stupid, um, you're phenomenal about uh, no matter how crazy the idea is, you sit down, you hear the person out, and then you try to come up with the best plan that they need. Yeah and that's and for me i say i guess i've never thought about that as maybe
0: there is a stigma around the word networking um but for me nothing makes me happier than having a, a large i guess it's not it it depends on your intent right i mean yes. you can have you know i have a, a you know a lot i'd say relatively large network group of people that i could call up that i could either Hang out with, get advice from, you know, offer advice to. Uh, but for me, I'm kind of, I've talked, I may have mentioned this, I think, on the podcast before. I'm kind of see myself as like a matchmaker for professionals. Nothing makes me happier when I get, than when I get nothing and two people in my network are connected. There you and go. Prosper. I like it. Like, I just, it's because, and I've always had a passion for people. I've always had a passion for relationships because I think that. the 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 answer to pretty much all things in life is relationships you know whether it's personal and professional like you know do you want to have a healthy family yep build those relationships you want to have a healthy business build relationships you want to have a healthy friend base build those relationships and genuinely care about people genuinely want people to succeed and if someone does better than you or someone goes a million miles and you go 10 in the quote-unquote success ladder love those people be so happy for those people you know i think a lot of people they go down that path and then somebody like maybe you help somebody and then they say they flourish and just become like mega famous or mega successful and some people can get resentful for that i think you know that's something that could but i say like you know look who cares like you do you like be as successful be happy within your lane and figure out what that is for you what is my definition of success is just waking up most days excited about it you know if you wake up most days and you're excited about waking up I don't care if you're a rocket scientist or a you know you know you work a token booth at a subway you know you know in, in the subway you know it's like that's my definition of success I don't care if you're a billionaire or if you make you know $25,000 a year I see you just the same when in my you know because I, I have people in my network that are multi-millionaires I have people in my network who you know have nothing more almost and i i can sit them in the same room and talk to them as if they're the same exactly i've seen people's heart i don't see their money i don't see their stuff i see their heart and i think if you keep that the center of
1: your focus when you're meeting people and building those relationships then everybody wins I mean, well you love people and that's what it boils down to when when you when you love people you're not keeping a record of you know uh who called who first and i call him more than he calls me or she didn't call me back enough or that sort of thing you're simply excited to connect with that person when you get to uh you know you you rejoice with those rejoicing and you mourn with those mourning and you only do that when you care about somebody and so you care about folks and that's pretty easy to tell well well thank you man
0: and i, I i'm glad it shows because i mean i just I'd, I'd really do. I mean, that's why I'm doing this podcast. It's a way, it's an excuse for me to get out and talk to people that I know, people that I don't know. And um, you're definitely one of those people, again, why I wanted you on the show, because I care about you, I care about your family and uh, what you've been doing past several years and, you know, the whole barbershop stuff, the, the church plant. So, you know, just again, honored to have you on and, and have this conversation. But so now let's kind of reel it back in a little bit. And I want to talk kind of one of the things. One of the things that we've had in common for, for years is kind of like branding. You know, marketing, I've, I've, I've come to you over the years with a couple of different, like, ideas I've had for my business, and you mm-hmm. came, you've talked with me, picked my brain about a couple of things over the years. Pinecone was <laughs> first, one, of no, was but, 18th. but, you know, like, what is, what, what got you into that early on as, like, kind of a entrepreneurial, like, you, you, got, you got a billion ideas in your mind just
1: buzzing around? Like what, what got you into that? Because yeah. I don't actually know if I know the exact origin of that. I, I wouldn't say there's an answer. I mean, because look, I've got this little kicker called ADHD, and um, so there, my brain never stops. But the the entrepreneur spirit, I believe that that's that's something that you don't really develop. Although there's maybe a gift that needs to be worked on, um, but but you you you're you're either born with it or you're not, possibly. You know i feel that way and so if you're it, you see things differently you know i've certainly got clients that try to count the number of haircuts i do on the hour that they're in here waiting and then they divide it out and they try to figure out how much money you're making well it's not because they're the nosiest person on the planet it's because their brain thinks that way and more than likely they're a business owner so it's just people see things differently but for me I like to be creative Uh, I was created by an amazing creator and I think he's made all humans creative to a certain degree and so creating something is fun it's it's exciting and so oftentimes there's a hey I bet I could make this much money if I do blank and then other times it's it doesn't have anything to do with the the money. For instance, a church planter has been described in the, in the pastoral world as the entrepreneur of church planting world. Now, this don't mean that I'm, that I'm it, I, from the pure sense of you're creating something, you know. And so, um, I don't know, man, I, I, I see them going kind of hand in hand. You're probably a little bit more of the visionary type. And, and then you need uh, you need that person who can help you see that vision come to life. Like our church staff. I mean, we've got an amazing church staff that, that are great at, at everything they do. Uh, but oftentimes, you know, I've got this crazy vision about this. Doesn't mean that others in your group and on your team don't. It just means, hey, God has built you to see things that don't yet exist. And what do we need to do to you know to make it happen and so you've got an awful lot of that in in you yourself i feel like i didn't answer your question but um anyway so uh, as far as the marketing and you and i talking about different ideas over the years man i started I, i don't know why i love that but i think it is fascinating that that a company could make a check mark and put it on the side of the shoes and now it's globally recognized i i think it's phenomenal that uh a company in 1966 would put checkered board on some slip-on shoes and it would still be cool today now interestingly enough about the checkered board they can't copyright the checkered board pattern because according to the copyright office it's a square well if i copy if i had the ability to copyright a square then you could never draw a square without me suing you and so that would be silly but even though other brands have tried to copy that Because of their, their legacy, their, their background, their brand, people realize I don't want a pair of Vans. I don't want a pair of shoes that look like Vans slip-ons. I want actual Vans slip-ons. Yeah. And so, but, but other people print the same thing. So I think branding, the reason it is so exciting and exhilarating and, and the marketing to me is because it gives you an opportunity to communicate something without having a conversation. Conversation. And that, my friend, is a fine art. And that's an art I'm passionate about myself because. Yes. Um,
0: so, my background, I was in at, right, out of, right out of film school. I went to, I was in five years. I spent in corporate marketing, international, global marketing, traveled quite a ways and whatnot, and saw different cultures and was involved in software and, and construction and supply chain and different healthcare and different things. And I learned in those five years so much about brand development marketing and it's and i and i want to hang on this conversation for a while because because a lot of our people listening to this most people listening to this podcast have no idea really when you sit down and think about how much in the world they see on a daily basis that is being communicated to them subconsciously because of brand because of color psychology because of um you know you know advertisements and, and when you think about it how much you're exposed people are exposed to that on a daily basis it is scary
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know but it's so it's it's they, they're really smart about it because they don't make it seem like it so, so it's just sort of there it's kind of ingrained in society um, but, I just, but I'm, I'm fascinated by that as well and I always say to your brand this is something I heard I didn't coin this but you're basically you're as a business as a company your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. So it's like the Nike shoe. If it's a, you know, somebody walks in your barbershop with a Nike shoe, you know, Nike is speaking in that room, literally. I mean, Nike indirectly is speaking to everybody in there that sees that something to the minds of the everyone who sees that shoe because of years um, of culture that have they've seen the Nike commercials, they've seen the ads, they've seen, you know, the sport the athletes with the Nike logo which, I mean, is an incredibly powerful thing. And, and I love working with businesses because I do a lot of consulting work because I, I, my company is a media company. We do video largely. But at the end of the day, I tell people, I'm a brand and business consultant that makes videos. I'm not a, video, I'm not a videographer. I'm, you know, I do the, that, but that's kind of secondary to what I'm actually selling, which is how to understand a company, understand their brand, what they're, even if they don't know it themselves. What are you trying to say? Who's listening to you? Who do you want to listen to you? Where are they listening to you? Why are they listening to you? And really, before you can even begin to get to where you're making a video or making a piece of graphic design, making a billboard, making a website, you have to understand all that. And that is amazing to me, and I just love
1: it. I'm a nerd for it, you know? And what do you have to say about that? I, well, I'm, as you were saying that, I'm sitting here thinking about uh, one of the church projects you did for us. We filmed when I, we had our old house, and you know i took our our uh, we the church logo which is just a black square that says we in it and uh, you know the w and the e touch each other that's intentional and uh, you filmed this video and and i feel like it took us probably an hour and it was a 15 second video because back then that's what you could put on instagram and it was uh it was very theatrical and and you had me do some kind of voiceover, but I was just coloring the, the logo in. And um, it, what, what you were able to capture in that was just this suspense of what is he drawing on paper as soon as you watch it. And then after 15 seconds, you know, there's an announcement coming up soon about We the Church. And so just from that point, there was uh, something tangible To say adam's up to something what is it and obviously our team came on quickly thereafter you know blake and and paul and several others that you know and so um drew um and then over the years more and more but um what was cool about that is you helped us communicate something very loudly say hey i need to get your attention because in a week I got something real big to tell you, mm-hmm. and so that was uh, that was real cool. Obviously, it's all for God's glory, and it's it's been a lot of it's been you know highs and lows. But just from that initial, you know, this is how we do that. Then you know that's a that's a form of marketing, right? Yeah, I mean everything, every every you have your personal brand too. Like branding
0: is not just professional. I mean, it's like every person they have a certain style you know, every person has a brand. I mean, you think about it. At the end of the day, we're all sort of, we dress according to our personalities. We speak according to our personalities. We say words based on our personality. Every person has a brand. It's like, it's kind of like your reputation. Uh, A a person's brand is their reputation. A business's reputation is their brand kind of thing. And it's just so fascinating how humans are driven, you know, pictures and colors and and color psychology is so massive. And I don't want to go down that road, but if you want to just look, I mean, first of all, what's, what'll really blow your mind is think about almost every fast food chain in America and the country and the world—they have that sort of dark burgundy red somewhere in their low in that because that color, even Altoids, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, they all that color triggers hunger. And if you go to look color psychology, that dark sort of burgundy red triggers hunger. Yeah, that's good. Um, you know, the blue, sort of that light sky-looking trust,
1: blue, right? is trust. Every so well, you know, the yellow app. that we've always used at We the Church is um, uh, one of one of the uh, words used with it is hope. Yeah, and so that's 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 perfect. You know. Yep, absolutely. And
0: and and then think about the blue. is like every social media app if you make on your phone. If you put a folder, like a little app folder, and all you put all your social media apps in there, ninety-nine percent that's going to be just blue blazing blue because that's about trust and hope in all, yellow is also friendship um and actually my business the we have the yellow red and the the um the orange and those all very very intentionally communicate what our vision is what our belief system is so if you i'm not even going to tell you what it is because i want you to, if you're curious go look what it, just look up the color basic color psychology of different colors and it is fascinating and you'll start to notice oh my gosh this whole time I've been communicated but I think pick any any company and their colors and map that back to what color psychology means and it is fascinating because every single company does it and they do it intentionally and they do it they pay a lot of money to make sure that it is exactly right that's right you know which I find that which I, I'm a big nerd about all that and I don't want to go too deep down that down that path but just you know as a consumer as someone listening to this show like really think about it. it's really cool it's really fascinating you can um even go on chat gpt i've been using chat gpt all the time like just say just go on there and say hey what tell me about color psychology and it'll tell you it's really really cool and it's kind of scary when you think about it all this time i've been being communicated things i wasn't even aware i was being communicated but uh so very cool so now and I, that kind of – it leads us well into what you were talking about because you talked about we and the, the logo and branding and all that kind of thing. Um, let's tr- – I think that's an easy transition to you're building your own brand. I don't want to necessarily call it that, but effectively that's what it is. I mean you're, you had to build this when you started the church plant you came up with a logo you came up with a mission you came up with a vision you had to communicate that in strategic ways to get people on board to, to draw attention because i mean you, you I mean that's just the way people work you people if you want to get people involved you kind of you have to pique their interest in some way which is marketing um you know and what was that like so let's talk now as we're getting somewhat close to time just the church plan what that's been like because i was a part of that early on i remember we met in your house and we would sing acapella songs. Yeah, <laughs> and that was kind of fun. Yeah, I remember you thought that afterwards. You were like, "That was kind of
1: awkward," but <laughs> yeah, it was
0: great. You know, yeah,
1: I, I let us in, uh, which I can't sing worth a flip. But I let us in. Uh, Jesus loves us one time, and Crystal said, "Never do that again." It was as awkward as you thought it was. And I was like, "I didn't think it was awkward." I, I love awkward. And so I loved it. And then after the fact, she was like, babe, that was terrible. So yeah, the- uh, Which, just, I will say this.
0: I did not think it was that awkward. I thought it was very special and charming, but, but, it, <laughs> but you could have mixed opinions.
1: Of it. Yeah. Well, so look, marketing's important for anywhere because um, if you put, if you've got a, uh, I don't care what business it is, if it's got a location, The logo lets you simply know where it is. And if you've got a website, when you see the logo, you simply know you're at the right place. So sometimes we overthink it. Um, but I think the thing that I've been most dependent upon uh, with the church or the thing that I know I have is just I truly believe that, that God led me to start this church. And I knew that he would draw people to it. I used to tell people that, that I thought that um, I would be this just massive mega church pastor one day. Now, that, I'm not dead, so maybe that happens one day. Who knows? But um, I feel like it's similar to this. You know the couple that um, they, they never could get pregnant, so they adopted? Well, guess what? God made them adopt. Now, I know how that sounds, and, and I love adoption. We support it at our church, and we're big believers. But, but at the end of the day, there are lots of couples that would admit to you, hey, we couldn't get pregnant, so we adopted, and when we got our baby, we got pregnant. So God kind of, you know, encouraged that. In other words, they wouldn't have adopted if they got pregnant first. So in church planting world, unless I believe, by the way, I'm one of the few pastors that will admit this, I believe. But unless I believed in my heart, this is going to grow to be big. You simply wouldn't do it. You, if, if the Lord said, hey, plant that church and there's going to be after two years, you're going to have three people with you then you literally wouldn't do it because the time, the energy, the blood, sweat, and tears. Now, would those three people matter? Of course they matter, but I'm just being honest and saying you wouldn't do it. So I think no different than, hey, we can't get pregnant, let's adopt. God puts that inside of the church planner and says, hey, go and do this and it's going to work. And then after about a couple of years, guess what he does? This miraculous thing to where you learn that you are an ordinary man, just like many that have gone before you, just like many that will come after you. And you are tasked with an amazing responsibility that is thousands and thousands of years old. You're not the exception to the rule. You're an ordinary dude. And so I sometimes think of that. And I'm like, I would have never done it un- uh, unless you thought it was going to be bigger than it was. So of course, in those early days, some of the vision and things that I put out was absolutely massive. Well, guess what? It's still the same. Now the reality's kicked in and it's like, oh, so maybe something like that happens one day. Um, but But what are we really after? And so we're not after numerical growth. We're after seeing people grow in their faith with Jesus Christ. And so that's, that's been a learning curve that out of anything, it's not the reason the church was planted, but it's a reason the church was planted so that me and Crystal would learn and grow from that. And um, it's just, it's been, a, it's been a, a neat journey from that perspective.
0: Well, and one thing you said too, is like if you, would, if you could see the future and you knew you were only going to impact three people, and it's not that you wouldn't do all that because you're going for the numbers. To me, it's like you would just take those three people and just and bring them into your home or you would you would. There you go. It's not. Yes. That, it's not that you would have taken a different approach. You would have taken a different approach if you knew some, um, you know, if God were to say like, look, these are the only three people you're ever going to touch you would just approach those three people differently versus trying to grow something. That's, I just, that's just something a comment I wanted to make based on what you were saying. So, yeah, I agree with you. So, um, but I think, I think that's good. So, so what's some of the, so as a, tell me, right, So tell me now. So some of the things that you think m- marrying the two worlds from your barber shop career, bar, being a barber to the church plant, the church, um, mission and the, we, we, the church, um, which
1: we can people can find your website if it's, it's the website is wethe.church. Yeah, it is. It's, it's horrible right now, but that is it. Um, we stripped it down a while back because we're kind of quote under construction okay. with what we want to do in the future, and so we're making some plans on that now. So right now, it's 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 very very basic, but that is the but website we like, need. Insta- Instagram. Maybe Instagram's a better place for people to get the culture. Of what yeah, you said. maybe maybe. So, a matter of fact, that's a great thing that you brought that up. Yes, you can find some info there, but um, it's awesome that you brought that up because we were just talking about um, you know wanting to see spiritual growth in folks. So we just decided some of these things that we're doing right now. Now, this is a short season, but some of these things that we're doing right now are requiring so much energy that our energy is better served somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we've done. We've kind of pivoted and said, hey, we're going to do this and love on the people that are here and, you know, uh, see how that grows over time and equipped a lot more saints for the work of ministry. There you go. Um, But so how would you say
0: the two worlds collide? What are some of the things that when you think about like your barbershop career and your, what you're doing with the church, how have how those two things benefited each other? And you kind of touched on that, but specifically how have the two worlds collided in a way that might be unique to other church planners?
1: Um, so I've been pastoring people longer than I realized uh, right here in the barbershop. And then when I surrendered to full-time ministry and those guys that view themselves as Christians but refuse to go to church— um, they they uh, view me as their pastor because I talk about the Lord a lot in my job, and they ask me questions, and so uh, and I learn from them as well. But but it, what it has done is it dawned on me that I've been uh, counseling people longer than I realized. In addition to that, for all those years having conversations, um, it's prepared me for the one-on-one conversations if somebody catches me at a slow moment, but it's also prepared me at those times when 10 or 15 people are waiting in line. And, you know, I'm a one-man barbershop. I got one barber chair and it's just me. And so there's those times where you kind of get to go more in entertaining mode. You're trying to do the best haircut you can, but you also want to tie in the best joke that you can. And, you know, uh, you hear, you know, you just hear all kind of different, uh, different things, but um, I, I've heard it said before that God prepares you before he uses you. And so when I look back on my life, I'm like, holy moly, even in the moments where I didn't realize he was preparing me, he was. And that's maybe for one of your listeners right now. They're not where they want to be but they need to just learn and realize where you are is where you need to be because maybe God, if you believe in him or not, is preparing you to do something uh, way bigger than you think one day.
0: Well, I love that. I love that. And, And this is something I'm, I normally say this towards you know, when I have a pastor on or someone who's you know spirit, it's more of a spiritual-driven conversation or, relig- or you know, church conversation. I typically say this towards the end, but kind of what you just said, whether you believe in it or not. And again, this podcast, and I've said this before, this podcast is not overtly spiritual. It's not religious. It's not try- we're not trying to sell anything. We're not trying to, you know, it's just I, there's so many people in my network that are of faith and, you know, that's what they do and that's what and part of my life, part of my culture. And, um, and regardless of what you believe, You know, the people that I have on that are doing large things in this culture, they're still, regardless if you reject all that, you know, it's still... This podcast is about bringing people together regardless of their beliefs, regardless of their views, and just focusing on humanity and being respectful for people and their different beliefs. And then if you hear something or see something that speaks your interest and you want to go out and read, you want to do a little more digging, great. But, you know, and that's just... Um, cuz a lot of, I just I try to be cognizant of this might be sometime a person's first episode you know? that's right so uh, yeah. but and I, and I just say that for what it is it's just completely um just objective comment
1: yeah but. and I know that about you because I know you and and what you know about me is this conversation we're having, if we're recording this or if we're not, it's literally the same conversation. I talk about the Lord. Yeah. He's changed my life. He's, he's given me spiritual eyes to see in my opinion. And so that's what I do in the barbershop. And so, as a result, as I alluded to earlier, there are a lot of people that are in my life that do not believe what I believe, and and I hope, by the way, that I'm not beating them in the head with the Bible. Then then they know that if they have a question one day, then hopefully I'm a source that can that can try to point them in the right direction. I'm not the ultimate source, but I feel like I know the one who is, and so that's that's I've gotten extremely comfortable in that. In in the last, um, well, since being a pastor, I've always talked about the Lord as a Christian, but I've I've really gotten comfortable with that. Just saying, you know what? I'm going to talk about my Lord without shoving it down anybody's throat. And then if, they, if the Lord wants that conversation or if that person wants that conversation to carry on, then they'll ask a question. Or they'll say, dude, you're an idiot. I don't believe a word you're saying. Shut up about Jesus and cut my hair. Well, guess what? And you know what I do? I say, all right, man, no problem. And I finish the haircut. And I can pray for that person without them knowing. And you know what usually happens is they come back. And every now and then, you know, uh, somebody won't come back, um, and it happens more than I realize. But um, I can get fired. I just get fired at my my current price of haircuts is 18 bucks, so I just get fired 18 at a time, not a year's salary at a time. Yeah. But but I do. I get fired. I, I've had a, a guy in not long ago. I asked him about his friend, and he's like, Yeah, dude. He said you talk about Jesus too much. He's not coming back. Interestingly enough. I do not shove it down his throat. Yeah. Now I talk about him, but I don't shove it down his throat. Talk. Not. You don't talk about the friend. You talk about. You're saying you talk about Jesus. Yes. You almost made it sound like you talk about. Oh him, no, but, no no but, no yeah, no it's no. Like clarified. Yeah. You clarified. Thank you for that. But I love the way you handle things because you know you've got your beliefs. Oh, yeah. And you do the exact same thing that I'm talking about. If it comes up, uh, people know and and anyway so uh sorry i got a little excited about that
0: well there you go man and that's and and i always tell, I tell every, every episode i end it towards the end i say well this is not the only conversation this is part one because when you people come on here it's not a one and done it's not i brought adam on check you know this is the family like the the off the cuff the hind light media whatever you want to call it this is the family everybody that comes on the show I, you know if you there's something else you want to talk about something comes up and you're interested like look, call me up i'll come over we'll talk um you know, and if you want to bring on other people if you want to bring in like we could have group conversations um so i visit, visit because we could go we could seriously sit here for the next six hours probably and talk easy I mean absolutely because just of our passion and and interests and whatnot and our you know hopes and dreams for the future and um in many as in many aspects um but as we so we 're getting pretty close to time here um before we kind of get to the recommendations, which is what we do at the end of every episode, what would you say kind of put, like, wrap in summation, you got your dad hat, you got your pastor hat, you got your barber hat. What, all these hats, put them all together. What's like if you're on your dying breath, you had one, one more word, one more sentence, one more thought, what would you say? Because that's you come from a place, a very unique perspective that most people don't have, you know just from all the people that you encounter, the stories you've heard, you now pastor a lot of these people, you know, I mean, what a wealth of wisdom, not to say you're the most wise person in the world, but you have a perspective that no few people have, very rare perspective. So what's that one dying breath thing? Like last breath, you have gotta say this.
1: Well, you can. And that's really, a big one. You, that's a big one, man. You really put me on the spot and I could blabber on about that for a while because the first thing that uh, I'll tell you in a moment what that first thing was that hit my mind. But clearly, when I'm thinking that way, now I'm picturing myself holding my wife's hand, which one of my friends is right now who may not make it much longer. I'm, I'm picturing myself looking at my girls and and maybe running my finger, you know, across their head and and saying, I, I, you know. Uh, thank you for that. That the picture right there, the butterfly that you drew me uh, that I hung up in the barbershop to my four-year-old. Or I'm looking at my 14-year-old and, and telling her thank you for the artwork that she made me a couple weeks ago. So there's clearly those family things that you think of. But if there was a quote or if there was something you could say that was outside of that, and as you made it sound to where it spoke to the masses, I would literally look at people And I would just say, Jesus is the one you're looking for. And I know that this isn't a religious podcast, but... Wiggins, that's literally what I would tell people because we have a society, a world right now of people that are looking for something to fill that hole in their heart. They they want their best to to try to find it in in things that they'll never find it in. And you know it and I know it as well. Crystal read something last night on social media talking about AI that you brought up earlier that there's a uh, thing and I don't know the source or any, any of those details, but there there's a push for, an a, for AI to write a new Bible that would include all religions and the article literally said so it would be right the problem with that is they, there's contradictions from one religion to the other you know my God might say this one's wrong and that God might say mine's wrong and in fact, my God does say that that one's wrong. Well, that's a tough conversation to have with yeah. people. And so, but anyway, trying to not drag out your answer, I would literally say Jesus is the one you're looking for.
0: I love it. And do you have, um, if you were, so that, so if you were to say, like, take, let's focus for one moment purely secularly. Um, what would be the second thing you would say that, say someone listening to this, they just rejected, they
1: don't even want to hear? It. Even, on you know, like, it's like you, don't, you don't want to use the Bible to convince an atheist of something, right? Exactly, because they're going to say, I don't believe that book. Yeah. I would say live. Yeah. I would say live because... Not, not to take away from what you said, but just... Fair enough. I understand. Audiences. I completely understand where you're coming from. But what, what I would say is I would say the word live, because what's going on right now is we have people that are staring at their phone and not living a life. We have people that are addicted to television and they're not out living. We have people that haven't been on a hike in years. We have people that don't cut their own grass. We have grown men who have never caught a fish that they actually ate. They've never been hunting. They've never touched a plant that they actually grew and did something that men are designed to do. We have grown women right now who, who are crying out in their own hearts for wanting more and they can't find it. And they're refusing to go out and live and to see what it is that they're looking for. And they're just stuck in a room, watching a TV, watching propaganda, watching that, listening to everybody on social media gripe about all kind of stuff. Turn off the noise and go live. I love that. I love that, my friend. Thank you so much.
0: That's, that's a, that is both sides of that. I mean, I know they're both very in tandem. There's a lot of overlap in what you both of those two things, but man... Gosh, that is incredible, incredible bit of advice, and that's exactly what I was looking for. Cause I know it was in, <laughs> I knew it was in there. I just wanted to just say it, you know. I wanted to hear from you, but uh, so that kind of so we're really close. We're about six minutes left. I want to dive right into, and obviously we could talk for ten hours, but we'll we'll end it there for the main conversation, if you will. Unless mm-hmm. for the for the listener, if this is your first time. I always end every episode with a recommendation and this could be tangible, it could be intangible, it could be related, unrelated, it could be anything at all. And it's just a fun way to end the, every episode. And so and I put a link to uh, I'll put a link to if there are products or, or if there's like a website or a book, I'll put links to it. Sometimes there's not a link associated with it. But um you, so you can look in the show notes for all that information. I'll put um your do you want me to put anything like with the church, like the Instagram in the show notes? Nah, you don't, just have don't
1: to. worry about any of that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, or an email, would you want me to email somebody wanted to contact you? My email is actually adam at we the dot church. Okay. Anybody that hears something that resonates with them and wants to talk to me, I would love to hear from them. And that's anywhere, anywhere, anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world. does not have to be local. Um, I'll, I'll definitely put that in there. So, okay. That being
0: said, so do you want to go first? What's your recommendation?
1: Yeah, So you briefly mentioned that right before we started. And, and so I said to, to read the Bible. So let me do this, Wiggins. Let me speak to that for just a minute to, okay. to read the Bible. But let me speak to the Christian and the non-Christian, if you're cool with that. That's fine, man. Right. So here's what I would say to the Christian. Um, you know, in my little barbershop, I've got a lot of pastors that come in here. And I ask them on a regular basis, what percentage of your church reads the Bible during the week because they want to? Not because they have to. We're not talking about the 17-year-old that goes to the Christian school that has to for a test. We're not talking about the seminary student who has to. We're talking about the whoever you are in the Word of God. And so they say other pastors and myself, we believe that we have approximately 10% of our churches, of actual church attenders who read the Bible during the week. Well, that's a real low percentage. And so my challenge to people is, if you've never read the entire Bible, to read it straight through. There's 66 books. It's a love story. It was written by uh, approximately 40 different authors over a period of 1,500 years. Most of them never even met each other, let alone lived on the same continent. So it's a fascinating book, the way this thing came together. There's 1,189 chapters. And I'm saying to the Christian, there's 1,189 chapters. If we divide that out by the days of the week, that tells us that if you read... 3.257 chapters a day you will finish in exactly one calendar year so for simplicity round that up to four and read four chapters a day and within 10 months you could have read the entire bible you would understand a lot more about life yourself and anything you can think of so i challenge people to do that and if you are a christian then you view God's Word as God's Word. So it's he wrote you a letter. And when you read it, that's a a conversation that you're having. There's a communication there. And it's quite frankly the best story you'll ever read in your life. To the non-believer who's like, dude, this guy's an idiot. I can't believe he's even suggesting that. What I would say to you is, why not give it a try? There's been plenty of people before you who have read that book and were uh, skeptic and it changed their lives now this doesn't mean that you have to but if someone chose to i think that would be a pretty cool thing to do i know plenty of people who are uh, not believers but have spent some time in the most historical book ever written Um, it doesn't have contradictions even though people tell you that And it hasn't been rewritten thousands of times. It's been translated in uh, different languages from the originals that we have. So my recommendation is just to read the book. I do believe that it changes people's lives. And the reason it changes people's lives is you go from having a conversation with Adam and you get in a position to where God is speaking directly to you. So that's my recommendation. Well, there you go.
0: Well, and thanks for saying that, because, I mean, I, and it's a lot of good facts in there. And it's interesting, like, it's, it's crazy that you talk about because there's a lot of atheists that know the Bible more or better than many Christians.
1: Well, there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's an, enemy, an enemy of mine uh, that knows the Bible extremely well. Oh, yes, absolutely. And by that, you mean Satan. That's right. Yes. So, for the non believer, this is what they were talking about. Like, no, not some person that comes into here and just hates you. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. somebody that comes into the barbershop with, you know, hey, I, I don't, I'm going to. I don't think I have anybody like that. <laughs> I mean, if they hated me that bad, they just wouldn't come, right? There you go. So, unless they're just a really odd, odd soul. But, uh, but, it, well, and now
0: I get, we'll get into my, run. thank you for that. Cause that's, um, I love how you put both perspectives on that. Cause that's, you know, um, it's just, a, I think that's a very wholesome way to look at it, a wholesome way to communicate it. Um, so thank you for that. And my recommendation, this is completely tangible. It's it's nothing like that. You know, it's anybody, it's, it's almost, almost embarrassed to, to say my recommendation
1: after that. But but so my recommendation is electric um, coffee mugs. Oh, you're so much. See, that was so much better. Like, like it was just like short and sweet. And, and I got, you know, I got I got so excited about it. But can can I take maybe like two more minutes real quick? And you got it. tell you why uh, I can be long winded. And as you said, I mean, who cares? Just talk. And I don't care. If they don't want to listen, they'll turn it off. But but a guy came in here one time and, and he said, Adam, there was a guy named Rich Mullins, who was this famous worship pastor. And he, he was famous for going barefooted. And he had these brilliant songs but i personally never loved his songs but but the things he would say were so rich there was so much depth to those things and he told me to pull up a concert that the guy did he he died young rich mullins you can google him but he told me to pull up a concert that he did at a certain seminary and in between the songs he speaks up and he starts talking about different things and he said that a lot of people say that that all of his songs sound the same and he said well of course they do (laughs) Of course they do, because I have one message. And when you really think about branding, as we've talked about, and different things, most organizations have one big message. Dave Ramsey's message through his whole network is financial peace. That's his message to the world. You can have financial peace. This is how you can obtain it. So the the guy that was telling me that, I said, that's exactly right. What's your message? He, too, is a pastor. He looked at me and said, Oh, I don't know. And I knew when that was coming out of his mouth, I knew what my message is. I knew it. I knew it, knew it, knew it. And it's what I shared a while ago. The one thing that I always talk about with believers, non-believers, whoever it is, please read this book. And if I really believe that this book has the power to change, the author of this book has the power to change people, and that that book is my authority on this planet, then I would be a crazy person not to recommend it. So that's my one message. So let me turn it on you and say, Wiggins, what is your one message?
0: What's well, my one message?
1: Wow. So, well, and this
0: and this is, and for me, and it stems from my belief in in, in my faith. It is love people, mm-hmm. truly, truly love people. What Jesus called us to do: love God, love people. You know, and what I and I have well, I could talk for, forever on that. But I think that the 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 modern society has perverted what it means to love people absolutely um i think a lot of times people think loving someone is preventing them from suffering or preventing them from like oh i love this person i'm going to come and be their hero i'm going to take away all their problems i'm you know i'm going to do this and and genuinely loving people without like we about what we talked about earlier without wondering like without the without even caring what you without keeping return. record without keeping that's store. right without hearing right. what you um about what you um get in return like who cares like just love people and they may never talk to you they may never smile at you but at the end of the day that person because of something you said something you did at one point in their life someone was kind to them someone showed them love and without what i don't care i don't a lot of, like, I don't care. Like you said earlier, like you, said, if you call somebody, they don't, they, they never call you. I don't care. I call them anyway, you know. Um, and that's the thing. Love people, build those relationship, and do it in such a way that is selfless. Selfless love, and that is a direct command of Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. And regardless if you believe in Jesus, regardless of what your faith is, that's something that we all should do, you know. And that's, that's kind of my secular
1: and spiritual one dying breath thing. Just love people. I like it. And in closing, I want to say that you encompass everything that you just said and I am blessed to know you. Well, <laughs> thank you, my friend. And um, I don't even know what to say. Cause I just, I, have, I, I love this guy. I love this conversation. I love
0: every conversation I've had. I'm blessed to know you. Blessed to have you, your whole family, at your church family, in my network, in my family, my my friend circle. Um, but I did, I I want to say this before we get two out of it i did talk i did briefly mention the electric coffee mug <laughs> just so people oh, yeah. I, I will put a link to the electric coffee mug that was my recommendation but, but that's okay i love it i love it i don't want to i don't want to like skirt over but yes i did i will i love electric coffee mugs um I, sound, I know that sounds totally weird but i'm like they're i'm just in my my, my communicator my communications mind like, oh he mentioned the coffee mug. he did talk he didn't yep. mention. But, but no, but before I will just briefly talk about, but yes, what you guys, I'm just humbled, honored, blessed, thankful, beyond measure to know you guys and have you in my life. So thank you so much for coming on this show and being Thanks. my friend, frankly, just being part of my life. So I love it. Thank, thank, you, thank you. Love you, brother. Love you. And, but we'll say the coffee mug. <laughs> I got I got to
1: finish out. The <laughs> they coffee. get it, dude. They uh, get it.
0: I'll put a link to it. I can pour hot coffee in my, in my coffee mug at my desk all day and it can stay warm and it's super cool. But um, Is this an affiliate link for you? It's not. Oh,
1: dude, make it an affiliate link. That way if somebody buys it, you get like 12 cents. I, I, I tried that once and it didn't work. Like I got rejected because of like it has to be a certain thing. Well, just tell it. your listener, if you buy one of these and you like it, mail me 12 cents. Well, that's true. well if you buy a coffee mug, you like it, mail me. I'm going to go ahead and say just mail me a dollar. A dollar.
0: Round it up. Round it mail up. Mail me a dollar. Yep. If you buy this coffee mug, love like that. Buy, send me a dollar in the mail. That's right. And, and i will gladly accept it but no right. i'll put a link to it but yes that's my recommendation so but thank you for your recommendation for having you on the sh- having come on the show and everything i've already said but love you for, i'm gonna give you a hug before we before we wrap it up we're gonna hug live live on, on podcast. podcast we're hugging there you live go live
1: hug on podcast there you <laughs> all right my friend love you brother take care love you thank you for having me on